Hi, I'm Carrie Butler, and you're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. I have a special offer for my listeners. You can get my new course at carriebutlercoach.com slash broadwaypodcast. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A penny who just couldn't stop the beat. Yes, with all her skates on her feet. Well, who loved to recently to see. Carrie Butler with Breaking Broadway. So excited to have my friend here today as our guest, Barrett Wilbert Weed. You may know her. her she's famous in all circles because of Heather's and because she was my roommate yeah, exactly. in Mean Girls and amazing Janice. <laughs> Thank mm. you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Care. <laughs> so do you want to give uh, our audience like a little bit of your journey to how you found theater and how you made it to Broadway a little sure. bit? Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Like when did so you start? Yes. Um, okay. I started when I was a little, little kid because my mom like needed something for me to do after school <laughs> so she put me in like a children's opera it's still around it's called the boston boston children's opera wow. she put me in a bco when i was like i think i was five because i couldn't read oh my yet. gosh yeah my mom had to Were like you already singing at five i think so wow i don't remember but my my mom said oh i just choked my mom says yes <laughs> my mom says i was <laughs> yeah she yeah she put me in that and I remember she had to read me my lines so that I could memorize them. And like, and they would give you like a little cassette tape uh-huh. to like learn your music off of, which is like still how I, I like learn my music. From like recording. Were you singing opera? I don't think so. <laughs> Can you imagine like a little kid opera? <laughs> so, That's why your training is so impeccable. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. I had opera training from five years on. <laughs> I'd be like a little, just a little premature. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> mm. Sorry, I'm drinking water. Um, and then, yeah, I just like kind of never stopped 
doing it. I think at one point, um, I thought I was going to play hockey. Oh. Like, per- professionally. Because there's, like, because there's women's hockey leagues for me to play on professionally. <laughs> but I think my mom thought that was, like, going to, like, pay for college or something. So I was, like, playing hockey for a long time. And then, I, like, my mom was like, who are we? <laughs> Kidding. Why are you trying to be, like, a jock? Like, oh. just keep... But you were good at sports? Performing. Yeah, I'm from, I'm from, like, a part of the country where it's, like, it's, like, prep school mecca, so, like, oh. everyone plays, like, a million sports, so I actually, I don't really know if I was good at them, or if it was just, like, something we were all doing mm-hmm. constantly, so I, like, felt like I was, <laughs> probably not, um, but yeah, no, I just, like, kept uh, going, my, my first, I moved to New York without being, like, part of the actors union so my first but you went to college too yeah yeah yes Yes. thank you thank you for making (laughs) um yeah I went to I went to a performing arts high school or just an arts boarding school but my like little major that I had was performing arts uh called Walnut Hill in Massachusetts and then I went to uh Elon University you loved your school right so much yes for musical theater um yeah I'm such a I'm a hardcore nerd for Elon Mm -hmm. um yeah so then my my first professional job was uh, covering four people in Lissa Strada Jones on Broadway. Oh, that's right. I got my equity card from that, which is crazy. Wow. I didn't know that that was, like, weird when it happened, but then I was, like... But then we have, like, a few people like that in Mean Girls, too, where we're, like, do you realize this is, like, a huge deal where you're, like... That's where you your get your equity, equity card. card. Yeah, it's, like, good work. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I didn't know that was weird. I got it from an open call, and, like, that's that was my first job. Um, then I was in... Uh, Bear the Musical off-Broadway, and then I did um, Heathers in L.A. and here, um, and then a couple of, like, regional things. I did that production of Cabaret at the Signature that I love, right. um, and now I'm in Mean, mean Girls. Girls. Yeah. <laughs> in a year or two, deep into year two. We had so much fun yeah. sharing our dressing room together. Yes. We're both yes. kind of... <laughs> I feel like, like kind of mellow backstage, mm-hmm. you know, in like this. Nearly silent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was like our nice little cocoon. Yeah. Yeah. It was but dope. It was yeah. good times. Yeah. Jen and I have kept it up. It's, it's pretty silent. <laughs> Unless we're doing like one long extended joke. <laughs> yes. But that's about it. Yeah. Uh, so today's topic um, is serious one. For sure. And I don't want to take it lightly, but I also want to have fun with you. Yeah, So we'll try, and, we'll try and walk, okay. walk the line. <laughs> Um, today's topic is anxiety and I love how open you are on your Instagram page and with fans. I feel like it's a big help to people out there and an inspiration that you suffer from anxiety and people can see that you still make it and sure. So, um, how does it manifest itself for you? Um, I was thinking about it on my way over here. Mm -hmm. Um, cause like mine is either like fully happening or fully not and it's mm-hmm. like it's like triggered by certain things but it's it's weird to talk about it on a day where I feel like calm and happy uh-huh. and good and I've like spent the day with friends and yes. like I got a video my dog is still on vacation at my mom's house <gasps> and I got a video of her going through a car wash for the first time today. <laughs> it's really, was she bringing up? <laughs> it's really good no she was her ears just got really low and her eyes are really big and she was like <laughs> what's what is that? What's happening? <laughs> I kept looking back at my mom like, but we're safe. Like, you're good. We're good. <laughs> That's um, so cute. Yeah. 
Uh, much like my dog, I my anxiety <laughs> is just triggered by like outside things. Um, mm-hmm. I think like uh, I think when I feel like out of control um, in terms of like my emotions or my career, like if I'm if I'm just starting to date someone, it's like I feel like you were backstage with me yes. being where I'm like. I just sent him six texts in a row, like, take my phone away from me. And you were, like, literally doing, literally clutching your heart, being like, put your phone down. I was like, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm so sorry. Um, So, like, that. Mm -hmm. Um, And career stuff, too. Like, uh, I, I have to practice really hard. I think, like, Instagram is actually a great weird, like, form of, like, public meditation for me. Oh, interesting. Where, like, I have to you know, try really hard to, like, not be hyper-focused on, uh, like, or not placing importance on other people's opinions, uh-huh. like, especially people who don't know me or people who don't care about me. Or... Oh, so if people say something bad about you on Instagram, you yeah. can let it go, and so that's practice for the real world? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I used to, like, when I was first on Instagram and people were first, like, following me who didn't know me, like, because of, like, my work or whatever, mm-hmm. um, or just because they, like... I don't know, we're strangers, and they're like, this person looks interesting to pull uh-huh. and hit the button. Um, <laughs> uh, like, when I would, like, read weird comments from people who didn't know me, it would, like, make me spiral for, like, days. Oh, gosh. And, and now, like, I I don't usually, like, read comments anymore, but it doesn't, it does not have an effect on me, like, really at all. I think, like, once a year someone will say something that will, like, really rattle me. And it's usually about like reproductive rights or women's oh, rights or, uh-huh. or uh-huh. racism or right. you know, like yeah. homophobia and things that I feel very strongly about. But that is but interesting it's, because it's that happens yeah. to, you know, teen girls in high school now. Yeah, there's, yeah. You know, like someone, it's, it doesn't have to be somebody yeah. in the spotlight. It just happens to everybody. So yeah. how were you able to get to that place? Literally just like exposure therapy, I think. I think what's, I didn't. I think I didn't realize I was doing that to myself. It's like you know what exposure therapy no. is, right? It's like if you're afraid of snakes, they put you in a tank filled with snakes, oh. and you just freak freak out uh-huh. until like you get to a place where you can handle it. I think like that's the idea. I don't know if anybody actually puts anybody with a tank of snakes, but like if your fear is other people's opinions, mm-hmm. like if you expose yourself to it over and over and over and over and over again until you get to a place where like even if the impact that it has on you is lessened by, like, 40%, that's still, like, great. Oh, interesting. So just by reading all these comments over and over again, it just became less for you? Yeah, and, like, letting it kind of just, like, move through you Uh instead of, like, holding on to it, like, Uh and just... And also, like, I am diligent in, like, the comment sections of, like, my Instagram because I want it to be, like, a safe place for people to be. Yeah, me too. Uh-huh. So if anybody is, like, saying crazy stuff, I don't have any problem going through and deleting comments and blocking people. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's like, why would... It's so easy to just be like, nope, yeah. you're kicked out. Like, so why wouldn't you do that? But, um, yeah. What about medication? <laughs> How do people know when they need to talk to somebody or if they need yeah. medication? Do yeah. you think? I haven't like talked about this on my Instagram yet because like my journey with it isn't like done and it uh-huh. also hasn't started yet. But I think I finally because like because mental mental illness, mental instability, you 
usually, mm-hmm. like it's not a rule for everybody, but usually it, it shows up um, in like your late 20s, early 30s. Oh. And like, and this year has been like very, I mean, you were my dressing roommate, like yeah. you saw me have like very, very dark days. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year has been like, I feel like usually in my years, it's kind of like, 60 40 manageable where it's like most of the days are really good mm-hmm. and then I get like a few like a week or so like every month where I'm like what is wrong with me like I don't know what's going on mm-hmm. and my dog has helped a lot with that but mm. this year just because I've been working so much which has been great yeah. and like it's been a very visible year where like I've been forced to be like in public a lot uh-huh. like my my mental stability has been like really fluctuating and so I think it, it is time for me to, like, explore medication and mm. just kind of, like, start on that journey and see how, like, I can, like, lessen that burden for myself. Because, like, this is the career that we've chosen. It's right. high impact. Yeah. And, and I, I know you obviously love being around people, but yeah. you need your downtime. Yeah, 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 you need yeah. your time away from oh, people. <laughs> and that was actually one of the questions yeah. was how do you deal with anxiety yeah. or just around other people? Yeah, so you're hard. saying that this year you were around a lot of people because you were working so much. Yeah. H- how? Or just like in front of people even. Oh. Cause I think like at, at the show, like now, you know, we all, and you experienced that when you were there, like you work with people for a long time, mm-hmm. you get used to being really close to each other like I I have this running joke with like a lot of the ensemble guys that like it's just a running depending on who's on who's leaving the show who's coming in it's just like a like a a continuing circle of like I just see so many like half-naked men (laughs) every day of my Mm -hmm. life now like Mm -hmm. that's normal for me (laughs) in a way that it didn't used to be where like and it's because you know backstage is so tiny and like we're all right on top of each other. So you get used to like being physically close to people and having it not like trigger anything or impact anything. But do you encourage people then if they have that kind of anxiety to force yourself to be around people? I I don't think you can force anything, but I think it's like I think it's always good to like try yeah, something like if you've had a an okay year, it's like okay, well let's try doing something that used to be yeah. impossible for me to do. Let's try it like two days a week. But for me, that's been like instead of two days a week, that's every day. Um, but yeah, and so sometimes and like and Gray and I have like a pretty good understanding about each other's personality now. So sometimes like when one one of us needs to just like shut off and like go like disappear into our brain for a day, like that's you know. That's easy to do, mm-hmm. but still, it's like it's it's been very challenging to like have to go be in in front of people yeah. like on stage every day. Like I've never done a run for this long, mm-hmm. and when I was like kind of like standing at the bottom of the hill, like looking up at the mountain, I was like, I wonder how, <laughs> I wonder how this year is gonna go. And yeah. then we got to the end of year one, and I was like, wonder how the next year is gonna go. <laughs> and like it's second year has definitely been uh, much more challenging than the first. I think mm-hmm. in different ways. They're both hard, but both hard and both like great and like, you know, wonderful leaps forward Mm -hmm. and like wonderful, wonderful friendships and business relationships and all that good stuff happening. But yeah, definitely challenging. (laughs) I was just remembering um, something that happened in the show for me. Yeah. This, because you know, there's so much like technical stuff going on in Beetlejuice. Yes. And 
I think the other day I had my first panic attack. Really? Yeah. Um, Something. Oh my God. Ever in your life? Yeah, I think. So. I think. I mean, Casey. it was. It was like I couldn't breathe. Yeah. And I feel like you're I really. A heart attack. Yeah, it was like I could not catch my breath. I was like, <gasps> you know. Uh. And so something technically went wrong on the show, and I knew I was about to get hit, and and I ended up getting hit, and it was just very, um, and scary. And then I had yeah. to go right back on stage. Yeah. <clears throat> And, and so that was one of the questions too, like how do you continue with the show when you have a panic attack? So I just breathed, you know, I, I just, I mean, I literally, I was, Rob McClure, who was, was there with me. He was like, I have never seen anybody go from where you were to be able to get back on stage. And it was hard to speak even when I, because we only had a few seconds for that to happen and Ugh. like me, and t- then to have to go back on stage and do the scene. What happened? Like what set piece was it? It was a prop that just, oh, oh, oh. yeah, just that we prop. were just, we, there was a technical difficulty, we stopped the show, oh, you know, yeah. anyway. Yeah. But so anyway, I was hit was and scary. it was, it hurt and, but I think it was more like me being scared and. Yeah. And trapped. Like yes, you can't, exactly. you can do, you see a huge that, thing that's going That's yeah. exactly what it was. So <laughs> we do the scene <laughs> and I, I, I'm thinking as I'm doing the scenes, I'm thinking I might have to call out for this, the second half because I don't even have my voice anymore. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But every time I came off, I would just like breathe and just tell myself, you're fine, you have this, you know, and then it just got easier. And then by the second act, I was really fine. After the show, I wasn't still completely back to myself. No. The next morning, I still wasn't back to myself. And But I all I wanted to do was stay in bed and watch movies. Yeah. And... I forced myself because it was Monday. It was my only day off. I forced yeah. myself to go out with my husband and yeah. be around nature, and then I felt so much better. Yeah. So that's, that's why good. I do think it might help to force yourself to yeah. do something, yeah. get your head out of. I don't know whether it's feeling sorry for. I don't know whether I was feeling sorry for myself. No, or I think it's just one. Just like a. It felt like a trauma in a. In a yeah. But it was mini. I mean, it wasn't a big deal. I mean, but well, in my own head, you. it was a big deal. Before. Yeah. If you've never had a panic attack before, like it can feel like you're having a heart attack. Yeah. yeah. But you're. But you don't have like, the like the chest pains that people get when they're actually having a heart attack. It just right. feels like you can't breathe. You can't catch your breath. And, like, That's what it was. You're yeah. completely out of control. Yes. If you feel like a cornered animal. I don't even, and it was like, even, like, I don't even remember what exactly happened. Like, Rob no, was telling me later just, what it, happened. No, it just, yeah. It's, yeah, it's scary. <laughs> it's weird. But also, it is real. Like, even, like, when right. when you're, like, it's not that big a deal. I'm like, no, no, that's a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. that's scary. If it's scary and it has an effect on you and right. an impact. But also, like, you have done so many shows. Like, you know yourself and, like, you know, how you feel and so like if your instinct is like I'm gonna leave I I need to not cocoon into myself I need to like go do what I would normally do yeah and just like take a deep breath and try to like get back to what feels normal for me yeah like that's you know that's what I suggest to everybody because it's like I don't I try really hard for everybody like it yeah Yeah. I try really hard to just be like when people ask me for advice I guess because I am like open about yes I don't have any secrets yeah um, but like yeah because like I'm not a doctor right and like I have I have a lot of doctors who help me and like I ask their advice on everything but like you you do have to just like there's a I do know there's like a difference between what my instincts tell me to do and what like the the panicking voice is yes. telling me to do and, like, 
it's there's a fight or flight voice that's like these weird leftover you know like animal impulses that I think we have that mm-hmm. are meant to like protect us and yeah. keep us safe and then there's this other there's another voice in there that sometimes gets drowned out by that that's the voice that helps you actually take care of yourself right like for the long term instead of just for the moment what are the coping mechanisms that people have given to you um I'm still like learning like I don't even have really like a set thing mm-hmm. that I do mm-hmm. I just know like overall caretaking and my my life balance overall is like I, I have to work really hard to keep everything balanced and not be spending the majority of my time doing any one thing or else I get like very sad to the point of like being not really functional mm. or I get very like panicky and anxious and feel like I have to go like run around the block like 30 times mm-hmm. so for me it's like you know this is the year that like maybe I take like a little medicine and maybe that helps right, right. and we just like see but I mean what I've what I always have done and like um I mean and what I'm learning to do like more consciously as I'm like an adult um and I've like learned what works and like what does not work um is like I have I have to exercise uh-huh. like Went to Pilates today. Yes, that's true. They say that that they say that exercising is really, really good for your mental health. Yeah, uh, definitely. I I can feel it in me because it's kind of like a it just helps you reset. Like if you can just get your heart, if I can just get my heart rate up, it kind of it will help me kind of like wipe out whatever unhelpful Mm -hmm. like impulses are there. Like and it releases endorphins. Yes, which always feels great. and it's good for you. Um, and then it's also just like food. Like I, you know, you have to, you have to eat. these. These sound like simple things, but it's like once you put them all together, you're like, oh, that's a balanced life. But it's food. You have to take care of yourself. You have to eat True. well. But you also can't be like depriving yourself. So it's like if you want to eat a cookie, you should probably eat the cookie now, so that you don't eat fifteen cookies at three in the morning <laughs> two weeks from now. Um, and I wanted a dog for a really long time. And I have a dog now, and she's the best. And, like, yeah. that's good balance to my life because, like, it's a – I love her so much, and she's a living thing that I have to take care of. I'm responsible for her. So even if I am feeling like I can't get up or can't move, I'm like, well, Laurel has to go out. Yeah. So I have to take her out to pee, and we have to go. Even if I'm taking her across the street like to go to daycare, I'm like, she has to get there. I have to do it. No one uh-huh. else is going to do it. Um and also, like, my friendships are really important to me. My relationship with my mom is really important to me. My relationship with, like, my teachers and the, and the people who help me, like, I have a lot of, like, accountability partners mm. and not so much, like, accountability of, like, you have to do this, just accountability of, like, you, we want you to all take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And, like, and um, I think long, long friendships are... Like, I'm sure you can speak to this, too. Like, it's so valuable to have really old friends who know Mm -hmm. you really well being part of your, like, daily or weekly life Mm -hmm. because they're the people who are going to notice if you start going off the rails. Yeah. Like, like my friend Jared, who I lived with for five years, like, Jared is, like, 
probably we were joking about it the other day but i was like i think you're like the foremost expert on like my mental health because oh. you've seen the full spectrum uh-huh. of like like i've known jared since we were 18 yeah. so that's a long that's a long time at least for me to be friends with someone and he's he's seen like um truly like every stage of my career every stage of my personal life every stage of me like becoming an adult and so he's he's the number one person who will know if something's wrong Mm -hmm. um and sometimes it just takes like someone you love being like uh when was last when was last time you went to the gym or like when was last time you talked to your mom or when was last time you did these things that i know make you feel better oh that's good Mm -hmm. So your friend has your coping mechanisms for you. <laughs> yes. Or they have like a list where they're like, have you done? Have you done? That's, that's great. I mean, yeah. that's a great pointer for people. Yeah. I have a therapist too who does all those things also. Yeah. Which is like incredibly helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. It's time to take your body care routine to the next level. Introducing Osea's bestseller body care set, the perfect companion for your summer travels. This four-piece kit transforms dry skin to silky, soft, and glowing. It features travel sizes of Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil and Body Butter, clinically proven to improve skin elasticity, along with their anti-aging body balm and salts-of-the-earth body scrub. And to top it off, it's packed in a vegan leather bag, making it a must-have for all your summer adventures. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat yourself to glowing, healthy skin this summer with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, you can get the Best Sellers Body Care Set valued at $78 for 33% off. Use code SUMMER to save an additional 10%. That's an additional 10% off at OCEAMalibu.com code SUMMER. And your therapist knows the things that you need. Yeah. 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 Or just like, and just like, I mean, talk about people who know when something is off. It's, you know, one of the reasons why it's like, oh, maybe it's time to explore a little bit of medicine is because she was like, yeah, this was an especially like blue year for you. Mm-hmm. It was also your most like career-wise, like successful Yeah. Year. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Um, so it's like. The thing that I love so much is also a trigger. (laughs) Well, also, it's my friend um, wrote a book because Mm -hmm. he said when he reached the height of his career, you know, he's always like, oh, when this happens, then then I'm going to be complete. Yeah. And then when you get there Mm -hmm. and you don't, you don't feel, it doesn't give you the feelings that you thought it was going to give you. Yeah. then you really crash. Yeah. Or not all of or, them. Or, right. And then you or, but defeated. you don't feel, yeah. yeah, you don't feel, it doesn't fulfill you in the way you thought it would. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 
you have to work on fulfilling yourself now yeah. it, before like your career isn't getting to Broadway isn't going to do it for you yeah your career yeah. isn't going to do it for you you yeah. have to work it's on everything. your mental health and getting yourself happy yeah before all that stuff and that will yeah. only help you in your career yeah it's everything and, yeah. It's, that's and that's the hard part about that's the hardest part about being a person and being like good at being a person is like all of these things have to factor in all the time yeah. And, like, you're never going to be doing it 100% right. Like, no one is, like, really, like, nailing being a person 100% <laughs> of the time. Like, right. no one is 100% functional despite, like, I don't know, what they or what other people are the, or what the mean voices in your head want you to believe. Like, it's no one's 100% all the time. Yeah, It's just a true. constant process of figuring out um, how to be happy, I think. Yeah. I know that um, meditating helps a lot of yeah. people. Yes, <clears throat> um, having quiet time. Yeah, um, making Before thankful reset. lists. Yeah, my mom does that. Oh, yeah, I, I started doing that too, and, and every day. So you think, and I think that that gets you in a really good mindset. Mm-hmm. Oh, my dressing room with my plants. My yeah. plants make me so happy. Uh, oh my god, and the water <laughs> colors. Such an oasis. Oh my gosh, yes, yes. Doing yeah. artwork is like it's therapy. Watercolors, yeah. It's so I'm always in my dressing room painting and anytime so much. when Generating I start getting so much art truly. <laughs> yes, I, in Mean Girls especially, every yeah. day I would do something. Now I don't have that much time. Yeah. But sometimes I'll start feeling anxious and then I'll realize I haven't painted for 3 days. Yeah. Yes. And you know, it's not even like I'm doing anything with this artwork. It's not like it's, you know, a masterpiece but no, it's, it's for just you. something for me. Yeah. yeah, that makes me feel so good and yeah. relaxed. Yeah. I don't think I was doing this actually when we were roommates, or maybe I had just started it, but now I'm, like, super into, like, um, like embroidery and, like, needlepoint. <gasps> yes, like that I is a great coming thing for people. Else. Yeah, it's awesome. Anything like that with your hands. Yeah. It really is, like, because you can't, and the same thing with, like, guitar and, you mm-hmm. know, anything you Making have to music. focus on. Yes. Anything you have to use your hands to focus on. I think that's why people are so addicted, like, to Instagram, because it's, like, a tactile. Oh, like obsessive behavior, mm-hmm. but and but and our like little animal impulses are like something's gonna come from this because you're using your hands, so you're making something. One of the questions also was, yeah, how do you deal with anxiety in the show? Like if yeah. you have you know stage fright or um, a twitch, yeah. or um, if you're a worried twitch. about forgetting your lines, has any of that happened to you? Yeah, I feel like. Um, I, the line forgetting is a new thing. Oh, that happens to me. But it's, but you psych yourself exactly. out. Exactly. It's that not is that you to- don't know your 100%. lines. 100%. It's that you psych yourself out. And when you've done long runs, that's when it really starts happening. Yeah. <laughs> because you if make you- make yourself crazy. Oh my gosh, it's happened to me so yeah. many times. Mm-hmm. And, and now I have like this mental thing where I just tell myself, you know it, just take a breath, <laughs> open your mouth and let the words come out. I almost did it before the show today. I have this whole like really fast patter monologue thing, like a, almost like a Sondheim thing that's yeah. really fast. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, you don't know it today. 
This is what I'm telling myself. I'm like, you're doing a podcast on anxiety and you're, you're about to forget your lines. This is going. That's a real voice. Like that was a full sentence that came <laughs> yes. out of your head. Right. As I'm preparing to go on stage to do it. And I was like, stop it. Get out of my head. <laughs> and, I, and I just went on stage and I just, I didn't even, cause then I was like, you need Carrie, you need to go stop, over that. Carrie, you need stop. to go over that monologue right now. No, right before you go on stage, you need to go over it. And I was like, nope, I'm not going over it. Voice in my head. I'm just going to go out there it. and yeah. do it. <laughs> and Rob's looking at you like. No, Rob's not there anymore. Now <laughs> I have not? David, but he wasn't, yeah, oh. he left. But uh, we don't see each other at this point. This is okay, when I'm okay, off, okay, okay, okay. off on a pretend phone call. Cool, cool. Um, <laughs> so that's happening to you now too? I, I don't have the, the voice in my head Lucky. that's like. You don't, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> like I don't have that. I have like this weird, uh, it's more like a, like I start to forget and then a voice goes, oh my God. And then I'm like, okay, just take a breath. Mm-hmm. Like that's. Because usually if you can like, my mom always says if you can take three deep breaths in a row, your brain doesn't, can't focus on anything else. I don't know if that's true, but it works. Mm. (laughs) Um, Well, that's a good point. So yeah. And also like part of the, um, part of the way that I was trained as an actor is like, I've only been trained in Meisner technique, which is like very straightforward, practical Mm -hmm. acting. That's literally just listen and respond. And you have to trust, like, that's something I teach, too, where, like, if you're starting to forget your lines or you forget where you are in the scene, like, the the only thing that's going to work, and it's also the easiest thing, is just to listen to your scene partner. Exactly. Or to look around at the set. Yes. Because the other, like, unconscious part of your brain will kick in and will muscle memory will kick in. Yeah. And even if you're not, like, saying the words, like the sounds that make the words will yes. just start coming out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I was going to say that even for people who have twitches or things like that, then yeah. I would, that hasn't happened to me, but I would imagine I I that, that the more you think about it, yeah. the worse it gets. Yeah. And I think if you focus on your partner and what they're saying and what they're, look at that, really take them in, look at, oh, are they twitching? What's going yeah. on with them? Then it will yeah. take, take the take focus the fo- off of yourself. Right. Yeah. I think that's really what it's about. It's like figuring out what works for you in order to get the focus, to force the focus off of yourself. Yeah. And if force you're, if you're doing a song by yourself, I do see people when they're, oh God, when yeah. I'm teaching them, Oh yeah. <laughs> um, oh they, they start shaking and stuff. And so I think for in situations so like that, they're watching themselves. Yes. You have to, your song, you have to be singing your song to someone else for sure. And then just imagine Absolutely. what they're doing. Yeah. What they're saying back to you, what yes. how they're looking at you. Just because you don't have a real scene partner, right. like a real person there, doesn't mean you don't have a scene partner. Mm-hmm. Like any, so that's, any that minute could that help. you're acting, you have a scene partner. What was the other thing I said? It, it's yeah. twitching and... Twitching, uh, what did we say? Forgetting lines. Twitching, forgetting lines. Um, I don't know. Or panicking, just stage fright in general. Right, yes. Yeah. I don't have stage fright. I don't either. But what I do have now, I think because... Um, like you brought up, like I, I do have like very introverted tendencies Mm -hmm. and some, there are some days where I don't want to be in front of people and I don't want to perform in front of people. And so there are some days where like at the top of the show, I'm just kind of like, it's a lot of people. I don't really want to be in front of that many people right now. Mm -hmm. I don't really want to be looked at today. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a, and that's part of the reason why like I can't do the stage show on this show because it's it's such a huge show and there are so many people at the stage door every day. And I remember seeing you kind scary. of have like a mini panic attack even one time when you were walking into the stage door and someone was there. Yeah. It has a real effect on you. It's real. It's Yeah. It's it's mostly cuz it's out of my control. Mm-hmm. It's like we we have like these like lovely 
security yeah. guys and it's a yeah. lot of ex-cops now who are mm-hmm. security guards at, at theater who help with the stage tour but like the you know there's not a lot that they can do uh-huh. if someone is showing up like with poor intentions there's mm-hmm. not a lot that they can do like if someone is really having uh, trouble with boundaries or right. if they're having a bad day with their mental health there's really not a lot that they can do to protect us also because there's so many of us like right. it's not and it's also not really as the stage door like uh, tradition and culture is kind of like evolving it's kind of um, getting out of like their hands in terms of like what they can provide what safety they can provide like what help they can give especially now because like stage door used to work like you would come out um, everyone was very respectful and would hand over a playbill and you would sign it and then you would say thank you for coming and then you would leave and go get in a car mm-hmm. and go home and there was that kind of departure right. And now on a lot of shows, like I know on Mean Girls, like I don't, I don't have a car in my oh, contract. And right. so like, I, I don't have a, you if don't have I'm any doing safety this, getting from the theater. Yeah. And I've been followed home a lot. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah. I would say once something happens more than three times that scares me, that qualifies as a lot. Yeah. Sure. And so sure. after the third time I got followed home, I was like, I don't think we're doing this anymore. Yeah. Um, or like I mean, Barrett has <clears throat> intense fans. Yeah. I which mean, is nice because they love you. Well, it's interesting because it's like, it's, it's just evolved. It's really, it's really a different thing. And I don't, I'll, you know, and a lot of the people who've like been following my career for a, a while now, like I know them, mm-hmm. like I know them by name. We've met many times, like, and you know, we don't have a personal relationship, but I don't, I do recognize them. I do know who they are. And like, and I do, you know, I do, like, explore other people's pages on Instagram sometimes. And mm-hmm. I, sometimes I do, like, recognize a face. And I will say, like, the people who have a lot of trouble with boundaries, I don't think are any of those people. Right. And it's, and it usually has yes, something I, I to do yeah. with me. Yes. And now it's kind of become a thing where, like, I do get followed and I do get chased, mm. like, much more than I used to because I don't come out the stage door. Oh, yeah. So, like... The picture, the it's become about like I'm gonna Getting get it. this yes. material object from this person who doesn't want to give it to me, and it's not because I don't want to give it to someone. It's because like I don't feel safe right, right. <laughs> having that experience anymore. Yeah, and also like some of some of the things that people will say to us at the stage door is really weird. <laughs> like it's not it's not most things, but every like I feel like every fourth time I was coming out. Someone was giving me like a full critique of my performance, and oh, I was geez. like, "This isn't really like what this is for." Uh, like, right. I think if you want to write it and post it, you're welcome to. But like, I don't, I don't really. <laughs> it's hurting my feelings. I just want to go to bed. Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, I <sighs> think now that I'm remembering, I think that I do have stage fright occasionally. Yeah. When how does I've that, how does gone that into you? a show. <laughs> Like as a replacement. Oh yeah, well of course. So if I don't that makes total sense. Yeah, if if I don't know the material as well as everybody mm-hmm. else on stage, and I think yeah. that the only way you could get over that kind of just prepare as much as you can prepare for the audition or mm-hmm. uh, you know your part on the show. I use visualization um, and visualize myself like doing things and getting through it. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, just know your lines inside and out before you go on the audition or the the yeah. uh, the stage. That always helps. Do oh different things knowing your lines. Work out doing your lines. Yeah. Just because then if they're in you, then you don't have that is one yeah. thing you don't have to worry about. Does it feel if it's like if the words and the music that you're being given, like if you can make that transition to like now they're yours. Yes. Like they are living in you. Yeah. And so you can take like what ownership you can over it and it mm-hmm. feels like your your thing. And yeah. it feels like your voice and your words instead of like trying to remember what someone else told you to say. Mm-hmm. Like that was a that's like a huge distinction that helped me like so much as I was like becoming a professional actor. I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. If I can internalize this and do it the way that I want to do it, that is just me talking and singing, then yeah. that's, that's easier. And it's, and it's also way less anxious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great advice. Um, now, thank you so much for being with us. Is there <laughs> anything scary. that you want to plug? You can plug your Instagram, any concert coming up, anything like that? I don't have, like, anything coming up right now. Well, um, tell them your I, Instagram page. Anyway. My Instagram is just at BarrettWeed. Um, and my dog does not have an Instagram. <laughs> but someone has made her an Instagram. It's Aww. really cute. I think it's Lorelai the City Pup, That's, which is actually great because, like, some of the videos that I don't know where they are, I'm like, I wonder if it's on Lorelai the City Pup. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but, yeah. Uh, no, I don't have anything coming up at the moment okay but yeah well, thank I wish you. I did <laughs> <laughs> such a boring answer well you're gonna be going back into Mean Girls soon so go yeah. see her in Mean Girls she's yeah. amazing her yeah. her acting and singing is spectacular um, thank you so much for your honesty oh my gosh I for sure I feel like it will help a lot of people helpful, and yeah. and uh, yeah I hope I hope uh, we were able to help you today thanks for listening Thank you so much for listening to Breaking Broadway, produced by Broadway Podcast Network. Opening song by Aaron Accurso and Joey Mazzarino. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, please like, leave a comment, or share with your friends. See you next time for more insider tips to making it on Broadway. Together you and I are Breaking Broadway. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.